0: My book. Uh, (laughs) I'd like to express my deep gratitude at being invited to address this really wonderful occasion which commemorates one of the pillars of our liberation struggle, the Irish anti apartheid movement and its role in international solidarity, which was one of the four pillars of the struggle against apartheid. You'll recall uh, those of you who followed the struggle, that the struggle against apartheid hinged on mass mobilization, which was the people rising up and being active. It hinged on the armed struggle, which was mkonto we as you all know. And then, of course, international solidarity was a critically important part uh, that all of us uh, recognize as having played a singular role in uniting the global community in a very important struggle for human rights and justice. So I'm really thrilled to be part of the opening of this very important exhibition. I personally can't wait to actually see the exhibition. I'm really excited to be part of this event. I think coming together in this way is a really important part of memory and serves as an educational tool to teach younger generations and even ourselves how we should remember the atrocities of apartheid, to teach us about the wonder of the unity of the liberation struggle and the wonder of the unity of the global support against apartheid the work and the commitment of the anti-apartheid movement must not be forgotten because the support of that movement was of great value in the struggle against apartheid. The people of Ireland, and in particular the Irish anti-apartheid movement, share special bond with our liberation struggle, as well as the struggle of the continent of Africa in our efforts to throw off the yoke of colonialism. This is because they had a very deep and personal understanding of the fight against colonialism and oppression. As my former colleague and comrade, the founder of the Irish anti-apartheid movement, Dr. Kada Asma wrote in his memoir, Politics in My Blood, he said Irish history predisposed the Irish people to sympathize with the cause of an oppressed people and to support their efforts to win their freedom. The Irish anti-apartheid movement understood that the struggle against the apartheid system had to be won and its contribution in advancing the international isolation of South Africa was an enormous contribution. Of course, this contribution was made by so many. I remember the green grocer down our high street in uh, Battersea in London, proudly showing me that he now gets oranges, which my mum will soon buy, from Spain and no longer from South Africa. And he actually took me to show me the oranges with the proper label so that I would know that they didn't come from South Africa. That's how much people attached to supporting the struggle against apartheid. And it was ordinary men and women. We shouldn't forget that the anti-apartheid movement support formed part of a broader international effort which centered or drew from the United Nations where apartheid was rightfully declared. A collection of essays that Ronnie Castrels and others edited it would give you a full sense of the many, many participants in the struggle against apartheid, men and women, risking their lives, bringing arms into South Africa, bringing money to assist in the underground struggle, bringing help, ensuring young people got scholarships, had access to a quality education overseas, bringing information about young people who had been arrested and whose parents had no information about them, bringing information about young people who had gone into exile and their parents had no idea where they were. So there were so many strands to this struggle, a very human, a very committed, and one that draw hundreds, if not thousands, together. One of the most interesting moments I've had uh, as a minister in South Africa, uh, occurred a few years ago when I was on a visit to the Netherlands, meeting the science community. And one of the young science professors, now in his uh, late 40s, gave me his T-shirt from 1967 when he, as a student, was part of the anti-apartheid. Of course, the T-shirt doesn't fit, uh, but uh, what a wonderful gesture that he'd kept it all those years and was just waiting to hand it over to someone from a free South Africa. It was just a fantastic moment. We've had mention of many of the women and men who participated in the Irish anti-apartheid movement, those who even were prepared to lose their jobs by not entering the workplace that carried South African goods the Dunnes workers who striked for nearly three years until their store banned South African goods this was at great cost to themselves they endured huge pay cuts and yet they persisted until the Irish government banned the importation of South African goods the workers at the docks who would tell us that that crate will stay there they're not going to lift it because it is so associated with apartheid. And of course, Ireland, as much a sport-mad country as South Africa, especially with rugby, Ireland was at the forefront of instituting a sport boycott against South Africa, while many other nations still engaged South Africa on the sports field. As Dr. Aswell noted, Ireland's history had parallels with our own. And all of this is reflected in many uh, books that have been written by renowned authors, scholars, and academics. We have won the day as South Africans and Irish people of freeing ourselves from the unjust system of oppression, which bound us together as peoples of two nations, and which is reflected today in the strong bilateral relations that we share. Of course, uh, I'm always hopeful uh, that the current Irish leadership and its citizens will teach us how to grow at 6% and how to integrate digital technologies into our own economy, because this is something we would love to learn from them. I think... I think that the exhibition that we're going to see will symbolize the triumph of persistence, of solidarity, of righteousness, as well as the triumph of humanity over the systems of oppression. I told a personal story to friends overseas recently that uh, my dear mother, once a very quiet lady, because our mothers who were part of that struggle, often didn't profile themselves as as leaders. She told me a story one time in her very quiet voice and said, you know, when we were young and protesting, there was a song we used to sing, Freedom in Our Lifetime. And she told me this after April 27, 1994, and she said, eventually I began to believe we wouldn't see freedom in our lifetime. And she said, I'm so happy that I live to see it. And these are the stories that our parents shared with us. Well, let us enjoy what is certainly a unique platform that will afford visitors an opportunity to interact with an exhibition that reflects their experiences and that will allow them to share their experiences. Uh, Maybe, CEO Mufamadi, what we should do is have a little recording device and people could tell their story of apartheid and perhaps even the story of their contribution uh, and in that way become part of the exhibition in a rather unique fashion. It will teach, I hope as well, young people about the sacrifices that other countries and people were prepared to make in support of us having our freedom. I think it also will illustrate that ordinary people can make a difference and can eventually overcome even the most tyrannical rule, such as the apartheid system, which thought it was really so mighty that it would last forever. And ordinary people brought it down. The struggle successful against that deplorable and evil system is proof that any system built on inequality and discrimination must and can be defeated. This exhibition is a contribution toward remembering this essential principle. I also hope what it does is build an appreciation among South Africans for this global solidarity which was so much part of the struggle against apartheid. Because I think sometimes we forget it. Or at times we emphasize this to the degree that we forget the four pillars and that mass mobilization was also an important part. And so South Africans themselves played a vital role. But it is the unity of these elements that gave us the freedom that we enjoy today. I also think that what will happen is that certainly in terms of South African media, I hope we'll see reports on the often forgotten history of the Irish anti-apartheid movement, of which Carter Asmol spoke a great deal whenever he could, because it had touched him, and he'd seen the commitment and the solidarity with the people of South Africa. I'm thus really happy to welcome this exhibition. I've no doubt in my mind that in exhibiting the story of the contribution of the movement, that those who visit this exhibition will be reminded of the vital contribution Ireland made to a democratic South Africa. And that we will also learn both about Ireland as well as develop a curiosity to understand the contribution of other anti-apartheid movements, because there were so many. I hope that participating in the exhibition, people will again respect once more the principles of our democracy, and that they'll be inspired to work at promoting democracy, freedom, equality, and human rights in their day-to-day activities. I think the fact that the exhibition is hosted at Freedom Park is really meaningful, as this is where South Africa honors the heroes and heroines of the liberation struggle. And so it's wonderful to bring these two together. Today, as a free South Africa, and as a very friendly island, we share common values of democracy, We work together to promote human rights in multilateral fora. We appreciate the value of social justice and try to advance it. And we've continued to build our good relations on these principles. You know, we discuss as countries uh, supporting each other in various fora when elections arise. You say South Africa support me in this and so on. And uh, I remember a few years, two ago, having discussions with our colleagues about Ireland assuming a non-permanent membership of the Security Council of the UN. And uh, they were saying, you know, we hope South Africa will support us. I said, of course we'll support Ireland, but you must support the struggle of the people of Palestine when those issues come before you in the Security Council. So there's this shared affinity and attachment to issues of freedom and social justice. I think uh, it's wonderful that both Ireland and South Africa have very like-minded ideals and principles and I cannot express sufficiently how grateful the people of South Africa are to the people of Ireland for the contribution that they made. So I'm thrilled to be able to launch the exhibition today which I believe marks a significant milestone in our historically strong relationship. We are going to be uh, having a new ambassador of the European Union. I don't know if she's here yet. Yes, yes, there you are. I want to give you an assignment. Could we have, yes, rather cheekily, because I don't think ministers of international relations should tell ambassadors of elsewhere what they should do, but I think we should have an exhibition of all the European countries' anti-apartheid movement contributions. I think that would be wonderful. So let's, let's, work, let's work together at that. And maybe the way we could do it is ask different universities Uh, because we have 26 universities, to each host a different country's exhibition, and they get South Africans to travel around universities in South Africa and perhaps understand higher education as well as the liberation struggle. So let me conclude by thanking the ambassador as well as all at the Embassy of Ireland for arranging and putting together this valuable, unique exhibition which we are going to view uh, in a short moment. I know that all of you are going to enjoy the beauty, the significance, and all the memories that will be evoked by this exhibition. And I thank you most sincerely for being here. Thank you very much.